but I got all the way to the door of our studios, and to get in, we have one of these, and maybe you have it at your work, one of these entry systems that's based on our phone. So it's like a, I don't know, something with your Bluetooth, right? Your phone, sure, yeah. you have clearance to go, and you put it up to this thing, and beep, you know, and you get to go in the door. Mm-hmm. So I walk right up to the door, reach for phone, not there. Gah. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 512 on this Monday morning. Not off to a great start today. Were you now? Were you worried for me at all? I it seemed a little bit later than normal for when you come in, so I started to wonder about you. What would be the point at which you hadn't seen me? That you would pull the trigger on that no, text. Knowing like, how rigid you are with your <laughs> schedule, I think had uh, had it been an hour before showtime and I had not seen you, I would have been like, okay, I better get on the phone. Get to 4 o'clock yep, and you're yep. like, ah, this dude didn't wake yep, up or something's, wrong. something's going on. Mm-hmm. So we park in the parking structure here just off the avenue where our studios are, but it's like a block and a half, city block, right? <laughs> walk in. Yeah, it takes a bit to walk. Which is fine, no complaints. Yeah, no big deal. But I got all the way to the door of our studios and to get in we have one of these and maybe you have it at your work one of these entry systems that's based on our phone so it's like a i don't know something with your bluetooth right your phone you have clearance to go and you put it up to this thing and you know and you get to go in the door Mm -hmm. so i walk right up to the door reach for phone not there see the thing there is that you couldn't even text me to tell me hey (laughs) i'm outside the place can you let me in that's a horrible feeling isn't it i did think of going down the stairs to like if i could access a spot where you could see me yeah i could bang on the window but then you still need your phone anyway because you can't do your email log into this log into that yeah you can't you can't even do that i mean you really can't see the stairs from here so and then so right, and then on top of that, right, then I don't have my phone. So then I had to walk back, which again is fine. But on the whole walk back, I'm wondering, what if it's not in the car? <laughs> yeah, it's a- now I've lost a lot of time. So what did your text read here? I'm going to pull it up now because <laughs> this is so. It was in the car. I'm here. I forgot my phone and realized it's at the door of the car. Had to walk all the way back to the car. That's how my day has started. I didn't add that. <laughs> That's the first thing you said when you walked. Good in. start today. <laughs> like I said, Mondays, huh? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Five fourteen on Wisconsin's morning news. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. Sports desk. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, the Brewers complete a three-game sweep of the Royals and a four-and-two homestand with Sunday's nine-six win. The 0-1 delivery. A swing and a drive to right and deep and what? Christian Yelich. Well, he's back in tune, I'd say. Bob Uecker with the call. Two hits, two RBI for Yelich. He has three home runs in his last two games, batting 348 with four home runs in May. Again, we don't we don't know exactly. You know, you guys ask me that all the time. It's it's a baseball season. Um, if we if you know if we had all the answers to those kind of questions, and this would be a different sport. Um, but he's he's swinging the bat well. That's why he, that's why you play guys every single day because they have the ability to do this. Um, and he's found a little nice little stretch here where he's squaring some balls up. 
Council's crew has won five of seven after dropping six straight. A six-game road trip begins tonight against the last-place Cardinals. I'm going to go ahead and say that every time the Cardinals are in last place, I'm going to introduce them as the last-place Cardinals. I feel like that will go over well in the studio and with our listening audience. Coverage begins following the 6 o'clock news tonight on WTMJ. minutes before 6 o'clock on this Monday morning. Do you see Scafidi running the excavator at Johnson & Sons Paving this week? And he was doing it all by himself, wasn't he? For real. Like so no we, one else was in there with him? Took a little WTMJ field trip to one of our great partners here, Johnson & Sons Paving. You hear them as sponsors of our Time Saver Traffic, and mm-hmm. we do some reads for them as well. Great people. They were celebrating their 10th anniversary. So a couple of brothers got into business. I met Mom, oh, Roberta. Cool who kind of talked the boys into, like, you guys need to to go out, you know, because uh, Jason was a civil engineer okay. and was in, in the business, but mom was the one who said, look, you can do this on your own. You can start your own company. You and get your brother. And like I always say, there are a lot of Johnsons over there. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of Johnsons involved in this whole thing. So they're, they're 10 years old. They're uh, headquarters there in Menominee Falls. It's where they mix their own asphalt and do everything out there. So we took a little field trip out there, a bunch of us from WTMJ and experience their fun and whatever else. But then, like, we wanted to do some stuff. So they let Scafidi get up there, and an excavator is, if you don't know, it's got a cab, you know, and then it's got, like, a big arm on it. Yeah. And the big sort of shovel thing, and they use it to pick stuff up, like right? rocks and giant chunks of cement and dirt. So Steve said it was like a bucket list thing for him. He's always wanted to run a big piece of equipment like that. So they give him, they coach him up, they put him in the cab, and he's running this thing, like by himself. And he's picking up giant rocks, boulders and stuff, and he's moving it over. And then what he was doing is dumping it into this reservoir that goes into the crusher. Okay. And they crush this stuff. And then use it for roadbed. So underneath the asphalt or whatever you have, if you look around on some of the construction projects when you're driving by, you got, sure, it might be asphalt on top, but underneath they got to put down a mm-hmm. bed of stone or whatever. Yeah. So Steve, you, you might one day be driving on some, some roadbed that really? Steve Scafidi helped create. Some Scafidi work. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So he was dumping it in there. Why didn't you do it? They were... <laughs> They let me do something else, which I'll tell you in a minute. But in, in terms of that big piece of equipment, I was like, I'm good, actually. <laughs> okay. Just, to, man, stay in your lane, right? Hmm. That was not my lane. Scafini, right. he wore it well. Me, I was a little, little unsure. Okay. They did let me dump some asphalt. I filled two dump trucks full of asphalt. Everything's computerized, right? So Doug's in there. He's got all these computer screens, and the truck comes in, and he's like, all right, we're going over here. We click this. 300 plus degrees, the asphalt's all nice and cooked, ready to go. And it's a it's an operation. The logistics of this, to know how much asphalt they have ready, yeah. heat it up just right, when the trucks are going to come, when the next truck is coming, where they all are, they're all up on the screen. And it was amazing. Hmm. Something you don't think about, right, when you're just driving down right, the road? Right, yeah, no, I just, they just put down the asphalt. I don't even think twice. No, you do not. Well, now you will, because mm-hmm. I told you how it all works. <laughs> If you want to see Scafidi behind the behind the controls yes, of the I excavator, do. I've got it up on my social media. I think we put it up on the 620 page as well. He does a good job. 544 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all sports desk. Here's Greg Matzik. 
And just like that, the Brewers' ship has steadied. Home runs from Christian Yelich, Bryce Terang, and Mike Brasso fuels a 9-6 win over the Royals on Sunday. Owen Miller gave the Brewers a lead in a seven-run third. 3-1. Line drive right field. Back Melendez, still back, and it is over his head and off the wall. Extra bases for Owen Miller as Winker comes in to score, and the Brewers have the lead. Jeff Levering with the call. He only has 70 at-bats, but Miller's hitting 314 for Craig Council. Might see more of the guy moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just swung the bat well, um, you know, consistent at-bats, and um, that, you know, we're in a stretch where we got to start finding some days off for some guys. That's it's, it's the stretch we're at right now, so Owen's picked up the slack there then and been played three games this series and, and done a heck of a job had a big offensive series i think it's, uh four or five extra base hits so um big series and um you know earned it brewers begin the day one and a half games ahead of the pirates for first place in the nl central milwaukee and st louis tonight for the first of three against the last place cardinals coverage gets underway following the six o'clock news milwaukee bucks are interviewing former golden state head coach mark jackson for their open head coaching job according to sham sharani of the athletic jackson coached three seasons with the warriors he was a finalist for the king's job last year and the newest member of the packers is safety jonathan owens Alongside his wife, Owens, after signing his contract, posed for a picture on the field at Lambeau. And his wife is none other than Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles. Pictures all over social media, making its way around over the weekend. Well, one of the many who responded to the tweet was Mason Crosby's wife, Molly. Here's what she had to say, Vinny. Sad we will miss you. We just ended a 16-year run with the team. That being said, I've got great stuff I need to share with you, and she would go on. But the headliner there is, we just ended a 16-year run with the team, according to Molly Crosby. I don't think it's a surprise, but it, it is more official than, well, the Packers drafted a kicker. What does it mean for Mason? I think Mason's career was largely tied to Aaron's. If Aaron was back in Green Bay, Mason Crosby would likely be the kicker. Aaron's gone, and... More than likely, Mason is, too. The big question is, where will he end up? In my conversation with him over the years, he always talked about finishing his career with the Dallas Cowboys, a team he loved growing up. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's just sort of hanging out, staying ready, gets a call in training camp from a team that you know has a kicker situation that's gone upside down, and maybe he's a playoff ad. I don't feel like his career is done, but it is over in Green Bay, at least for the moment. Well, according to his wife, like, do we know that for sure? The Packers have left the door open to right. having Mason return. Remember, that was the word from Brian Gutekunst. Yeah, so here's, let me translate that for please. you. We drafted a kicker. He is going to kick for us unless he's an absolute mess like Brett Conway when we drafted him in the third round several years ago. And thank goodness for Ryan Longwell for coming to the, the aid at that point. Now, that's about the only way that Crosby ends up back in Green Bay, an injury situation or the kid they drafted is just terrible. Uh, and you really don't hope for either of those, as much as I enjoy Mason Crosby. He's an unrestricted free agent. He could sign with any team. Maybe he just kind of bides his time and waits. He can also be very selective. He's got five kids. He, he ain't going just anywhere. I just think like that's one of those where she put that out, and then he's like, you said what? <laughs> we, we weren't quite to that public point yet. But that's fine. She's she's the boss over there. Well, we, we shall see. But uh, I, I don't feel like his kicking career is totally done, but I'd, I'd be shocked to see him wearing number two for the Packers again. 549 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up, urban farming on a whole new level. It might be cleaner and, cleaner and healthier, too. That story is next.
Interesting story here. This takes urban farming to a whole new level. In an industrial corridor in the heart of the city of Milwaukee, fresh produce is growing year-round. And the team behind it said it's not only a marvel in terms of its process, but this stuff is cleaner and healthier, too. WTMJ's Tony Cartagena. From seed to sale, literally, when someone's opening the product, it was inside this controlled, sterile environment the entire time, maintained at a safe temperature, which as a result means you don't even need to wash our product. It's ready to eat. It's almost like Willy Wonka of lettuce. That's Chris Corkery. He's the owner and founder of 100 Acre, a vertical hydroponic farm located right off of 31st and Capitol in the heart of Milwaukee. So now the obvious questions. What is vertical hydroponic farming and what is 100 Acre? We built out a box with a lot of advanced infrastructure inside that recreates Mother Nature to offer perfect growing conditions 365 days a year, right? So we're, we're playing Mother Nature here so that no matter what's going on outside, snow, heat wave, all the stuff that Wisconsin loves to throw at people, you know, it's, it's consistent in here. So the 100 Acre Warehouse is about 3,000 square feet. And when you walk in, you see racks of plants stacked five high, about 10 feet in the air. That's the vertical part. But what does hydroponic mean? A method of agriculture that does not involve soil. So you're growing your plants. The seeds themselves are suspended in a medium with nutrient-rich water passing over them. So there's zero soil, which does a great job in, in removing you know, risk, you know, contaminants and things like that. So it's a super clean, efficient process. But if you're growing specifically with water, your usage has to be through the roof, right? Like how expensive is your water bill? We actually use about 95% less water than a traditional soil-based farming because it's closed. It's a closed-loop system. There's no runoff. We're not. There's no loss. The only water that we really lose is the plants uh, sucking it up and then, you know, perspiring, which is all around the process of growing. Really clean and, and actually efficient when you think about water conservation. So you're telling me the salad blend and the fresh basil that you grow in a warehouse in Milwaukee with light bulbs and no dirt is just as good for me, if not better for me, than the original salad I would just go to the grocery store and buy in a bag? The process of growing is still uh, going back to the basics. It's 100% natural. We just use certain organic compounds and a purified water source to feed these plants. So there's nothing harmful going in there. In fact, we're, we're more pure or, or cleaner and less risk in the fact that you know we're not dealing with the outdoor elements like pests and other sources of contaminants. We are in a laboratory-style condition, so you're getting a guaranteed freshness and top-level food safety because of the way we can monitor, you know, implement these controls, so much so that it's a single cut, meaning that our farmers, with the proper food safety certification, do, do a single cut off of the, 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 the growing medium and is packaged immediately, and that is gone, goes into bags and into boxes and then into the walk-in. So, from seed to sale, literally, when someone's opening the product, it was inside this controlled, sterile environment the entire time, maintained at a safe temperature, uh, which as a result means you don't even need to wash our product. It's ready to eat. It's almost like a uh, Willy Wonka of lettuce. 100 Acre produces 50,000 pounds of produce annually. Tony Cartagena, WTMJ News. The Willy Wonka of lettuce, without the yelling and the strangeness, hopefully. <laughs> I did bump around on the website a little bit. It looks yeah. like a number of local restaurants uh, use 
this produce. And they list Outpost and Sendix as well as partners. Not sure if that's something that you can buy in a bag right there on the shelf, but definitely worth a look. 100 Acre.